What's next for Necrotic Society? Oh, I hope a lot. Like I said, we had so much get canceled. Um, as I said, last year we went to Mexico and we played uh, with this band, Disrejects. Um, so we're going to put out uh, actually a split cassette with them. So we have the recordings, but we've had trouble getting the vocals done. So we're going to work on the vocals. I think we set up August 15th to record that. So for all you people that have cassette players out there, there'll be something coming out soon. We still have some of our vinyl. We did a split vinyl with a great band from New York called The Minutes that unfortunately has disbanded because a member of theirs moved away, but awesome band. Um, and two bands from Europe, one from Germany and one from Italy. So we made a split vinyl with those four bands. Those are still available. Our first record, like I said, it sounds like shit, but um, it's really us, and you can download it for free off of Bandcamp. Hopefully we'll get around to playing more shows, and even if it's doing more things like, you know, playing in a Digital studio. streams. Yeah, it's just, it's good to play with my people again. You know, they're my family. To cut a vinyl record, can you record digitally and press vinyl? We did. We did. And unfortunately, that was our first foray into that as well for me. I had never put anything out on vinyl before, so <laughs> the, the quality is not the greatest because we didn't quite know how to work, deal with compression and mm -hmm. stuff, dealing with the different uh, forms of medium. So, um, but it's all us, so... We're, we're working on getting better sounding quality. And that's one thing that was exciting about coming here at 30 Days to Rock, First Life Studios, because everything was done really professionally. And, you know, we sounded great, which we don't always when left to our own devices. You really need somebody like a music professional. And in all this stuff where, you know, we don't have um, places to, to play, and these are people that are completely out of work for a lot of it, you know, so... If you nah. can, donate to these people, help keep the music alive. You guys heard it right there. Yes, you heard it right there. And that was, and I mean, we're closing out our run here at 30 Days to Rock. There's two more shows left, but I mean, the whole reason for this 30 Days to Rock initiative was to help, you know, 30, day, uh, 30 days, to help First Live raise funds uh, that weren't made during the shutdown and to help the acts, you know, that have been hurt by this that most people, uh, you know, in groups like that and other industries that still haven't recovered from this COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's to help everyone across the board, man. Um, and to, number one, keep this venue open because there needs to, I, I don't know any other venue like this in Bushwick. There's a, I mean, I can even say in this area, in this there's area, a couple maybe nothing. live spaces you can perform, bring your own camera crew out, but to get everything, you get this quality, this type of work, man, I mean, this type of talent, that it, it, it's a talent what Danny does here, man. Like this, you don't get that. I don't know anywhere else you can get or produce something like this in this neighborhood or in this area. For I mean, that I've, I've had the opportunity to actually work with First Live doing like jobs at, at different locations and I thought I knew how to do shit until I started doing shit because this was just, it was fucking Chinese. To start the shit out, I had absolutely no idea what the fuck I was doing and just the level of professionalism that you get at Live Nation, at Spotify, at these big brand places, Absolutely. he packaged that shit here. Like he, he made it here for himself and, and for the people in the neighborhood and uh, independent artists that want to be seen for, for what they are without having to go through a bunch of yellow and red tape yeah. just to get fucking uh, a couple seconds on MTV. You don't need that shit no more. Absolutely. I mean, especially being from a... a 
band where we don't generally play, you know, pop music that's accessible to everyone. We make it for everyone, but not everybody has the ear to listen to us, and we understand that. That's fine, but uh, it's what we love, and it's how we feel that we need to put out there. So having a place to do that when you're not, you know, a professional place when you're not radio friendly or, you know, it's that, it's a lot. That that. I feel like right now, <clears throat> with everything that we have access to in terms of streaming services and, you know, just instant, oh, Alexa, say, oh, play this, and then your song just pops up. You got, like, me and my brother was having a conversation about TuneCore, because he's like, oh, I don't fucking trust TuneCore. I'm like, bro, but you understand the service that they provide. Like, I, I understand that you don't want to, like, split the bottom line with anybody, but we're not selling CDs out of a fucking trunk no more. Like, it's, it's a world that we have to connect to. So we could do a side project where we try to like push it ourselves through our own individual website and try to keep whatever revenue completely. We could do that, but for the main things of all, the main tracks from our record label that we're putting out, we're gonna have to run it through the system. And it's just because of that. It's like, you wanna have, you want the people to have instantaneous access. It's a big world out there. And you can't contact everybody yourself. And everyone expects it. They just, oh, can I find it on Spotify? Can I find it? That's what everyone expects. If people expect that if you're an artist of a certain caliber, you do anything of a certain caliber, a certain level, for you to be on these major, like major, to be accessible on these major platforms because it's so easy to get on them now. Yeah. I think, I think we are on Spotify now. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I don't handle any of that in the band. Uh, but, but that's why TuneCore is so dope and Reverb Nation too because once you pay that fee it distributes it everywhere yeah. and all you do is just collect money and get notifications you could publish it or uh, on this program that if anybody uses your song on YouTube they'll get a copyright claim you extract all the revenue from their video like they have different ways for musicians to take advantage of the shit now so even though we've been locked down and everybody's been kind of like, you know, waiting to get back on stage, the fact that you've been writing and the band's been still working and once you put out the next record, you're going to have people that's waiting for it. I, like, Hopefully. I, I've said it a few times. I'm excited to see what comes out of this from a lot of acts and stuff that haven't done anything or said anything yet from people that have just been writing, working. And, you know, like I said, everyone hasn't just, I'm ready to go out yet and ready to put it out there but I'm, I told you I've told everyone here I think that this would be an era of some great art for this generation mm -hmm. that came from this pandemic and what everyone went through these Fresh few months diamonds. and I, th I think we're going to see some I think we're going to see some dope some really dope projects man coming out in the next couple weeks couple months that came about from lockdown just because I mean it's just a lot of people it's just you and your thoughts and I mean sometimes when you put your thoughts man you really you got to deal with just you and a lot of people can't do that, and some can. So yeah. I'm eager to see what comes out of this from artists. There's a lot of thoughts to have right now, you know. Every day, all day. And going back to what we was talking about before, how people don't even read into the music anymore. They just listen to a dope beat, and they just, oh, I like this shit. We passed the time where people go buy CDs. Remember the yeah. CD booklet? Every time we bought a new CD, we read in through the fucking songs. What are they all yeah. about? It's What's like going on here? Yeah. That presentation is a lost art it's form. It's gone. Now. now you just have music videos and streams. So the music video needs to tell the story of the song so that when people digest the music for the first time, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Now it becomes a soundtrack to a movie inst instead of a music video. So Absolutely. that's what I'm doing personally. All the music that I record, I got to shoot the video before I even put it out so I can control the narrative of what's 
actually being presented here. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how a lot of acts people. do it now, though. Like a lot of these, like they go by that single format. That's how they do it now. Shoot the video, and I think it's song. Then shoot, shoot the video, video so. put it out. Let the video do the work for the record. If you got dope visuals, people gonna eat that shit up. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. They gonna eat that. Just shit the, up. the the shelf life that you end up with that way. It's hard to, I think, have deep meaning in your music too when you know your shelf life is what a week for a lot of songs. It drops and it falls off the consciousness so quick unless you're champagne poppy (laughs) (laughs) listen even drake's songs get forgotten sometimes yeah i'll listen to a few drake songs but then i haven't heard this shit in mad long but like shit when was the last time anyone listened to so far gone really (laughs) it's like i I didn't even get into views views was trash i didn't get into views views was trash but every time every time he puts shit out all his stands are like, he's a legend. He's the best of all time. Like, we went Once in the car. Fan, we heard, they're like, they're when we were in the car last week, when we went to Home Depot, we heard a couple of his tracks come on the radio. I'm like, these are the new Drake tracks? Like, this shit's a garbage. This is what everybody's going on about? Like, oh, that new bullshit that he got on the radio now. Yeah, like, this is what everybody's. Popstar? Grease and <clears throat> Popstar or something else. It's like, these are, this is what everybody's hype about? Like, after a certain point, and that's why, you know, when, when people came out and was like, oh, Drake don't write his own shit, look how much fucking shit he puts out. He puts things out that are going to last his shelf life. He's not looking to be fucking Kurt Cobain and, and, and be the, the you know. Say something poignant. Like, yeah. he's just putting out music so people can shut the fuck up and just take the music. Take the music. We got a new one. Oh, we got a feature. That's why hip-hop is like rarely in rock. I've never bought like a Creed album or like an Incubus album. It's like featuring there's no features in, in, in band albums. So you just got to go in there. You got to fucking play. Like, you Mike, sometimes get, like, the singer from a different group come on. But, like, as far as the band shit goes, you never have features Usually, you're going to make a whole nother band. Because, yeah, exactly. you know, uh, in rock music, you know, we become families. We become each other's support system. We become everything to each other. And when you, you know, you can't just bring somebody into that, you know. And that's why a lot of replacements don't work when... Other people come in to fill spots. Look at Rage yeah. Against the Machine and Soundgarden. When Zach left and Chris Cornell left Soundgarden, they didn't go Rage featuring Chris Cornell. They said, right. no, we audio slave. Brand right. new thing. Brand new sound, all that shit. It's something different. It changes. It changes the dynamic. Yeah. And I mean, the exception to that is when you do have a band, you know, like Foo Fighters. Not that they've changed. I don't think they've changed members a whole lot, but that's... Um, Dave Grohl Dave Grohl's band you know that's his thing I think he does a lot of the writing like I said in my band Alex writes Mm -hmm. everything it's his band on some level I guess we're replaceable because the music's gonna sound the same but we all bring something specific to it at the same time like that's the way uh, I hate to go super poppy that's the way uh, Brandon Yuri from Panic at the Disco did it man like one of his guys got in trouble with us in the band he just was like I'm done with it there's already issues going on is that the and guy who got, does the voiceover that he sings the song on Frozen 2 Into the Unknown yeah. Into the Unknown yeah huh he does that <laughs> from <fucking> Frozen 2 <laughs> I was like when I heard it I'm like is that Brandon Yuri I heard it yeah I got a daughter so I watch all the Disney oh, movies okay. But yes, that is him. I heard it. Yeah, I, was uh, I heard your voice. I was like, is that Brandon Yuri? I didn't know Panic at the Disco had new music out. <laughs> and it wasn't it was from that. But him. he, like, there was an issue with one of the guys, and now he still has the Panic at the Disco band. He said he'll just bring in new band members to play the music, but he considers it now just him it's and whoever is backing him. him. Yeah. And 
And another thing, before we even, because we got about like 10 minutes left. <clears throat> I don't respect, I, I really don't. I don't respect artists that pay fees to get an already established songs beat and then put out some bullshit version on payola on the radio. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't stress enough, listen, I've always played acoustic guitar, bro. I've ever, like, rarely ever had a band backing me. Rarely. It was always acoustics, it was always originals, and if I did a couple of covers, they was the same covers, the songs that I love. But for people to go and actually invest money to, like, get this beat from the 90s that, you know, was a number one, that was number one billboard, hit. like... It's already for, an earworm and, for and, people. And, and once... You add your little dumb bullshit because you, you're not even saying anything, but you're just doing that on a beat that everybody knows. And then I'm in the car with people and it's like, yo, this shit bangs. What was oh, it, we heard, what was it we heard the other day in the car that was, we, we was upset about that? And I was like, uh, God, we heard a beat like that. And we were talking that's about the same shit I'm we talking, were talking about. about in the car last week. I'm trying to think what song it was, the sample. Because I know what the dude says in there. I don't know who it is. Uh, he's like, he's like, it had to, um, the best of me remix with Jay-Z. The uh, the best of me, Jay-Z and Maya remix. That was what the beat was, the back and forth that uh and he was like, That's what I got if you ever try to leave me. Like you know, like it's like the mumble sing songy rap on that shit. It's like you took a hood classic that was banging for summers and if it comes on now at a barbecue, everybody's gonna go crazy. And everybody still loves to do the jig account now, five, four, three, two, one, like they did in the video. And like to, to to hear that when when that, when that happens it kind, it kind of pisses me off a little bit man it's, it's, it, it it's does cheap, like, it's a cheat code it's a cheat code and with these artists today bro like like that's one of the reasons like I've, I've told you recently I've gone back to I've been listening to a lot of Stones you know Queen uh, all these people um, it's because back then like you there wasn't none, none of that man it was all original compositions man you had to and like it, it's it's saddening. It is extremely saddening, like today's era in music. Like when you have someone, some artist who take a, a small part of a song and sample it or loop it, it's different. That's but when different, people like, take the entire beat, like and Drake's just try nice to for tweak what? It. The way they freaked that, that was cool. It, you probably had to clear the samples, obviously. Yeah, you had to put up the cash. Like, but you didn't rip the entire fucking thing, you made it your own in some way. But when people take these fucking beats from beginning to end, bro, like when Kanye with his, his old his old signature prick. with the uh with the soul sample, the sped up soul sample with the chipmunk voice, like that was dope. Like he wasn't taking a whole song; he's taking parts of the song, sampling them, putting his own shit on them. Like, but to to see where it's at today, man, is it's sad. It's That's sad. why I'm glad that at 30 Days to Rock, there was a lot of rock bands. That space was used very well. Very pro, original, very original, because that shit. Few covers, but nobody trying to. Nobody's making a fucking like big fucking yeah. deal about one. Like, come on. Yeah. You got to, you got so much fucking music on this set list. You don't have to pick and choose cover, especially now we're not dealing with crowds. Everybody's always screaming out "Freebird." <laughs> nobody's doing this shit now. <laughs> I'm gonna make a shout out to Limp Wrist, uh, the band that we did do a cover of. We do a song called What's Up, the, What's Up With The Kids um, by a band called Limp Wrist. Uh, it's a gay hardcore band. Fucking amazing. And we did reach out to them at one point and say we wanted to record it. And 
they didn't answer us for a while and then we got this message back oh, i'm so sorry i didn't see your email go ahead do whatever you want with it you know and uh see, so that's love though. we did play it here it's in the yeah. recording that we did that's love though it's a great so song if somebody takes michael jackson's music or his lyrics or something like that he's dead it's like he's it's dead like when, and you're uh, cheating it's like the song he had on scorpion drake had on scorpion that had mike on it and it's like yo i know all of my catalog where these vocals come from and they said he had vocals that were unused and it's like other people like even the jt even a jt song with uh that mic was on. Like, I don't. That's not a mic song. There's no mic lyrics like that. So like, you went paid the estate for an unfinished song and put it on your own shit. Whatever you paid to get mic on your track. But it's just like, if they dead, let them stay there, man. Like when they when they try to recut these Biggie verses. Like stop. Like I hate that. Like people play these like or like these DJ cuts. Like yo, I love this song. That. Like that's not the original verse. That's, that's not the where equivalent. That goes. That's the equivalent of going to a concert and somebody brings out a hologram of some dead guy to perform with him on stage, Ugh. and everybody's like, "Yo, that's Pac." No, that's light. That's a lot of that's light lasers. refraction and lasers. <laughs> like, and it's time. And so she's perfectly. having a seizure right now, so it's obviously not effective. It's like, bro, it's it's. It's not the music industry that I love. There's some level of music being passed, you know, like you mentioned Rolling Stones and some of the old groups from the 70s that definitely, I mean, if you look at Led Zeppelin's catalog and you look at old American blues, Southern blues, they just ripped a lot of that. And they were amazing musicians and they made it their own on some level, but they were also, they had the freedom to do that, so there's some level where we all share as musicians, you know, putting that syncopated beat in or dropping that, you know, there's so much that I hear in it that makes me crazy, like that constant 30-second note hi-hat thing mm -hmm. that everybody does now and it, like, it gets overplayed. But I think that that stuff has to have a chance to work itself out and some people are lazy. It's and like if you're not lazy ever. about it, if you're showing respect and you're adding something to what you're using, that's different than just being like, I'm gonna pull this thing that's an earworm so that my song will get people to listen to it, the four seconds that I added, even if that it, adds it, nothing. Even if it's just performing the music itself. Even if you take a beat that's a dope beat from back in the day, but you have a band perform it live, that's adding a whole different element. But if you literally just taking the instrumental and paying the label or whatever company yeah, whatever has the, 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 license, the rights to the yeah. masters, and you're like, yo, I, I need to license this for this song. And then you just use that. You already got the DJs in your pocket at the radio station. So you go up to 97 or, 10, or Power 105 and you just tell them, yo, Flex, play this shit. And now, oh, because it's this song that he already knows and loves and you just put five grand in his pocket. Now he's going to play it. And now everybody in the city is like, yo, that shit is hot. No, it's not. It's really not. It's not. Some of these samples out here, like when they sample these songs, and then and then it's like it's crazy thinking they're not even that from that long ago either, man. At least when you had samples that were happening before, they were like doing it from samples from the seventy obscure samples from the seventies, no, the eighties. Now we have people just sampling from stuff we grew up on. It's like that's not that far ago, man. Like, but I guess that's how our parents felt on stuff. Cause uh, I remember my dad when uh when Ju uh when Biggie came out, when Juicy came out. He was talking about the original to that, the juicy boot. Like people talk about, like who had it, like uh, even uh, who did it? Was it Biggie? Uh, who, who 
Somebody who had the between the sheets, the Isley brother. Boom, boom, boom. I love it when you call. Yeah, it was Biggie. When he did the, the between the sheets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Had the Isley brother shit on the. Uh, I, I, you, I love it when you call me Big Pop. And a lot of people studio. were upset, like talking about it. But you look at it, man. Like that was the era back then, man. And you ready to record some vocals? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, as you all got some high ranges, both of you. Uh, that's, that's exciting. I mean, we try. I just, no, you I, can't I go can't, that high. I can't sing for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I tell everyone I cannot sing. No. <laughs> Jr., where can people find Necrotic Society and you? Uh, Necrotic Society on Facebook. I don't really have a public uh, profile on Facebook. I let my band deal with that because. I don't have the need for reassurance, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I did make a Facebook page once, and um, I think I posted one thing to it. It's probably a bottle of Mad Dog. <laughs> Randomly. 2020. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, but we're an necrotic society. Uh, as far as I know, we're still the only band with that name. Uh, so if you type that in, you're likely to find us. You will get a lot of pictures of gross dead tissue because that's what necrotic means um but necrotic society band and you'll find us on facebook we do have an instagram i think we're on spotify we are definitely on Bandcamp, and hopefully coming to a venue near you soon well i gotta say it was a pleasure having you on with us yes it was absolutely wonderful to be here this thank you so much it was a great free range and all over the place conversation it was a nice yeah, free-flowing we, one we went everywhere and back we did everywhere and back i had a great time and the coffee is amazing. Of course, first live. Coffee is the best part. 219 <laughs> Central Avenue here in Bushwick. Of course, that's Brooklyn for you guys. That's, yes. I don't know what New York means. Yes. And of course, this is the last day in July that we will be live on 30 Days to Rock, whether we're back on 30 Days to Rock for a brand new... 30 Days. 30 or Days. Or 60 Days to Rock. 60 it's 30 be Days to Rock, part two. 197 Days to Rock. <laughs> We just got to keep updating the domain. Word. But whatever <laughs> whatever we come back as, we will be back soon. Um, and just once again, man, we just wanted to plug it again, man. Uh, everything we're doing here or we did this month of July or everyone did here was to help raise funds for First Live Studio and for the acts and everyone involved um, to help bridge the gap between the funds everyone's lost through this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, these venues and smaller businesses that got no relief from the government, that got boned hard time. Um, us regular people who a lot of people, you know, took a while to get the unemployment if they haven't yet, 600's gone. Um, there are a lot of people who have, the finances still aren't great and this was to help uh, bridge the gap. So we appreciate any and all donations. Uh, you can get all that information on everything, the mission statement over at 30daystorock.us. Um, and you could also see um, live footage of all the shows that went on this month, man. It'll still be up for a while. Uh, the domain will be up for a few more weeks after this. Um, and like we said, we don't know what we'll be back as or under, but we will be back to see you guys soon. Here from uh, 30 Days, not, well, not 30 Days to Rock, here from First Live Studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So uh, you got anything else you want to plug, brother? If you, are, if you guys want anything but in Roach, you got to go to buttonroach.com. And if you guys want to follow us, you follow us right over at Instagram, same way, at buttonroach, man. Because we do the fucking yurt. We do the fucking yurt.